my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heels. So today, y'all, I'm very excited about today's topic because we are talking about moving forward about looking at the things that we have been avoiding looking at, putting on the shelf, saying I'm going to get to that later, saying in the list of different issues and wounds that I want to work on, that might be important, but I can live with not dealing dealing with it for right now, looking for ways to repress a certain wound or set of issues because it feels like it's too big, it feels like it's not going to move. It feels like you are able to function around it. And so you it's not that you're completely neglecting yourself, but again, you're just avoiding that thing. Today's episode is going to be about the importance of facing it all, about how it's all connected, about how it's all towards your betterment and your movement. And my hopes is, my hope is that by the end of this episode, the places that you may have been neglecting or wanting to kind of push under the rug or again you put it on the shelf for later but later just keeps seeming like you're pushing it off and off and off until maybe you feel like you have the emotional resources for it you have the time for it if maybe something happens in life that tells you that is actually a bigger issue than you already know it to be then maybe you'll get to it Hopefully this episode will help you get in that right direction. And like many of you will tell me that episodes come at the right time. So either if you're listening to this live, I hope that it's at the time that you need it or that divinely it comes back around to you at the time that you are more open to receive it. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump on in. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Cosamain products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes on your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Cosamain continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that aspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Cosamain believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. 
The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit CostaMaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, dot com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So if you've listened to me, listen to this podcast episode for a minute, you have heard me talk very loudly and proudly about how, well, maybe not proudly, but you've heard me say very clearly and deliberately how, you know, the grief work that I've had when it comes to the passing of my mother and it happens, happening so unexpectedly and all the stuff around that that I did go to therapy after her passing to talk about grief. And we really launched into like codependency and things that were going on in my life that were highlighted. My love addiction is where that first got exposed and the name for it and what that looked like. And, you know, that started my whole recovery journey. And so I started off with grief work, but I ended up uncovering other quote unquote bigger things. And so those were the things that were more tangible. They were more overt. They were causing more havoc in my life. And so it made more sense for me to talk about that. And the grief looked more like a symptom, you know, and by me working on those other things, I got my life back in a lot of ways. I got deeper and healthier friendships. I was able to work on my self-care. I was able to explore. And so grief work in the ways that people typically talk about it and go deep in it. I never went there and also felt like I didn't have to go there. And because I was able to keep going happily outside of that. And I've had some recent events where the grief that I haven't been facing for over 10 years now is, well, 10 years now, because she passed in 13, 2013, New Year's 2013. So I've had reflected in front of me what it looks like when these issues do not get taken care of and how it can affect your life without you even realizing it. And sometimes the way that it affects your life is not just directly in what's coming up for you, but also in what's coming up in other people. So y'all have heard the phrase before that everything is you pushed out, or maybe you haven't heard that phrase before. So let me explain it a little bit. There is a belief, especially in mindset, manifestation, spiritual communities, that everything that is around you is an energetic match for what you're currently holding. So if you're having a lot of negativity around you, a lot of negative people around you, there's a possibility that you are, well, I'm going to speak to what those communities say versus giving disclaimers. There's a lot of negativity around you. You could look at man, I need to get rid of all these negative people and I got to find healthier people and I have to find people who are more positive and everything. Or you can use it as a mirror, as a reflection for where are the places inside of myself that I have been really negative? Where are the places inside of myself that I'm very pessimistic, that I am very hopeless, that I am really giving into and, and feeding into, not just that I'm having 
depressive thoughts and intrusive thoughts, but I'm actually nurturing those thoughts, that I'm actually helping those grow versus things that are more positive and life-giving, right? And then waiting for someone or something on the outside to change what's going on inside of me, right? So the idea of everything is you pushed out is really about self-accountability. It's not about blame. It's not about you saying you're causing this, that you're looking for abuse, that you're looking for things to happen to you. But more it's like, okay, if you don't like the frequency and the energy of what's going on around you, where can you start by looking at yourself to 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 create that change with the one person that you can control, which is yourself? And so with the idea of everything as you pushed out, sometimes people around you will reflect what is going on that you need to work on. And you can keep trying to change communities. You can keep trying to change relationships. You can try to go on to the next. But really, this is about your own personal growth work. Okay, so like most episodes where I have three things for you to write down, for you to keep in mind when it comes to why, why it's time for you to do this work now and why it's time for you to move on. Number one is it will be reflected in in others. So what are some examples of that? If you don't do your own personal work and if you continue to try to move away from things and put things off until later, one of the risks, one of the things that you're risking is that what you are not working on may be reflected in the people around you. So, for example, let's say one thing that you're working on are different corners or pockets of your low self-esteem. And, you know, ways that you may not love yourself or even like yourself. And, you know, you're working on a lot of other things right now. But like the self-love work, like maybe you're trying to work more on getting hobbies and other distractions and things with that deep inner inner child work. You're not working on it. One way that this could be reflected in the people around you is you keep finding people who just don't like you. And you think that it's because, well, I just have to get to a place where I don't care what people think, right? I got to get to a place where other people's opinions don't really matter. But that's not what's happening right now. People are reflecting back to you what you feel about yourself, right? And so if you get your own self-love up, if you get yourself to a place where you see yourself as a queen, as a goddess, as an amazing person, as a priestess, as whatever word really connects to you, once you start to get your love up, you find that the people around you all of a sudden now really reflect what you feel about yourself with either they are now mirroring and saying the things that you now see in yourself and they're like gushing over you and they're like saying how beautiful you are, or how amazing you are, or how great of a person you are, right? All of the really negative corners that you were hiding in, now they reflect that. Or the people who don't see that and they try to say these things to you, it completely bounces off of you. It doesn't affect you anymore. Another way that low self-esteem may be reflected in people around you is you find that you keep being around people who don't like themselves and you don't like yourself, but you're like, dang, like the way that you don't care for yourself is a bummer, (laughs) you know, and I can have compassion for you because I understand where it's coming from, but I really need you to work on that. And you can find it annoying. You can get really triggered by what someone else is going through. But if you don't have the self-awareness to see, maybe the reason you're being triggered is not because that person's so annoying, but because that is something they are reflecting the shadow work that's time for you to do, then you can miss, miss an opportunity. 
to realize that everything is you pushed out. Everything that's kind of that's triggering, everything that is disruptive is an opportunity for you to look at and say, okay, where in my life might this be an opportunity for me to look at myself? Very similar, you know, if you're struggling with depression or depressive thoughts. And again, to the point of what I was saying before, that you have access to tools, you have access to support. And instead of you using the tools and the support that you know is helpful, right? You've actually, some people are on their depression journey and they have not found tools and people and communities that are helpful for them. So they're kind of stuck. So I'm not really talking about that, but I am talking to those of you where you do have access to people who want to be there for support for you. You do have access to tools and communities and stuff like that, but instead you are kind of ruminating and again, feeding, feeding the monster because it's more comfortable because it feels more cozy to kind of be in this, this victimhood. And I'm saying that with honesty, because I love y'all, but in this victimhood, that's like, what was me? Why don't, why does anyone understand how hard this is? And like, you're kind of like, again, feeding that monster. It can be reflecting to you that you keep meeting people who are like bummers, who are bummers and killjoys and they're even more negative. And, you know, you get new friends because you think that they can understand you and everything, but they don't really practice any self-accountability. And now when y'all talk, it's like y'all are just sharing your traumas and how bad life is. And, you know, maybe the first conversation, it felt like it was affirming and you got someone who understood you. And then now it's like, dang, like. It's summertime, but I feel like I'm like in the dark. Like I just, I don't want this, right? And so the opposite of that, because, you know, a lot of times this can be on both the the shadow and the light side that these triggers show up in people is that you meet people who are annoyingly happy and you're like, girl, chill out. It ain't that good. Like you're happy all the time. Like your life can't be that perfect and it can't be that optimistic and it can't be that hopeful. And like you are, or maybe their life really is sunshine and rainbows. And you're like, yeah, God, that's annoying. Like, I just can't, you know, she's, she's too much for me. And that maybe that is a reflection of areas that's hard for you to receive joy. It's hard for you to receive the light and the optimism in your own life. And so her ability to live in that space is triggering as hell to you. And maybe that is where there's some self-accountability for you. And, you know, I say this right now because, and I'm saying this, and as I say this, I'm like, I know that this, that right there, I could feel, I could feel that that hit somebody. And that can feel even triggering that I highlighted that. And it can make you feel angry and it can make you feel some rage because it's like that is huge. Like this is hard. It makes you feel angry because this is really hard to look at and hard to to even stretch yourself to be open to do work in this way. But that's that's the point. y'all. The point is we will continue to have this stuff reflected to us until we make the decision to say, OK, I'm either going to choose the triggers or I'm going to choose to grow and expand and let my, y'all heard me talk about containers, let me have more space in my heart to, to reflect, have more space in my heart to have the energy in that I actually want to have here. Okay. I'll give y'all one more example before I move on to point number two. 
because I see it often. So let's say you're someone who struggles with owning your emotions. Say you're someone who struggles with owning your emotions and feeling your emotions or saying what you need and say what you feel. An example for you is that you can see that you are around people who are always asking for what they want and to the point that it feels annoying to you. It feels like you are like maybe they feel like they're whining to you. Maybe it feels like they're entitled, like they just can't They just need to get a grip and understand that the world doesn't go, just doesn't revolve around them. Perhaps, perhaps that's annoying to you because you are not at a place where you fully use your voice, that you fully ask for what you want, that you fully own it and you do it unapologetically and you do it without a filter and you do it, you know, even when it makes people uncomfortable and at times that they are not you don't know if they're available to give you what you want. Like maybe this is a bid for you to learn how to take up space in that way, you know? And the focus, I want to encourage y'all before I move to the next point, because this is where you can come to like, but sometimes they are annoying and sometimes they are too much and da 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 Okay. And how does that help you? You know, what is it that you want? I can, again, you can choose to focus on well, they're this and they're that. And maybe there's a way where I don't have to do all that and still get what I want. And you can negotiate with your limits and you can try to negotiate with the places that it's hard for you to stretch. Or you can do this work honestly without using other people's quirks and noises as a buffer and look at yourself and look at the places that it's time for you to stretch and time for you to grow. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Okay, so I have a question for you. On a scale of zero to five, where zero is, I don't think about it at all, and five is, I'm fully connected, how on top of your hormone health are you? If you said zero to one, it is time to build that connection. Your hormones and your cycle are central to your overall functioning and regulating your body will completely transform your mental, emotional, and physical health. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. And even though it helps for more than just menopause, Hormone Harmony is great for any horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like hot flashes and night sweats, raising thoughts, low mood, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, bloating and gas, lower sexual desire. Hormone Harmony can help with all of those things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BGH at checkout. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Okay, so that's point number one for the reason why it's time for you to do the work and use these opportunities as encouragement for you to move forward. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. 
Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. The second one is the second reason why it's important for you to do this work and, and take the stuff off the shelf that you've been avoiding looking at is that it will affect your everyday life. Even if you are high functioning, even if you have found a way to go through life without it being top of mind and you'll see something that reminds you of what it is, but you are able to move on and have a distraction and do something else, it does impact your everyday life in ways that you know or don't know. So even if it's not the first one, which I really think is a really big one that you continue to get people in your life that reflect this issue until you move to a different wavelength, it does go under the radar. So for example, the example I was talking about at the top of the episode, my grief work and, you know, working on things around my mother wound and stuff like that. And knowing that there are different areas of my mother wound that were still unresolved, but I was able to negotiate around it. I was able to talk about it without feeling it. I've been able to, you know, intellectualize what I need in different places and grow in other areas and come to find out the other week I was divinely connected to this video that was talking about sacral chakras and sacral work and, you know, womb work and stuff like that. And there was a part in the video that where they were talking about blocks and this person was talking about the mother wound. And I have taught about the mother wound. I have read books about mother wound. I have connections with other people who teach about the mother wound. You know, we all, if you are in the self-healing space and have listened to anything about mother wounds, you see and you hear what the symptoms are, like low self-esteem and all that other stuff. But this video pointed out different symptoms of mother wounds that I had not heard anyone else teach about that were the exact areas that I have been looking to work on and the exact blocks that I've been like coming up against for years. And I was like, huh. So that's why I've been stuck in these areas. So that's what this is. This grief work has actually been running the show in a lot of areas behind the scenes that I had I didn't know. I didn't realize. I thought I had moved on. And it wasn't that I was never going to get to it. I was just like, I'm not ready to. And in the meantime of me not being ready to, it was continuing to create havoc in my life. And so, you know, I know for many of us, it may not be grief work for you, but maybe it could be an old breakup with an ex that, you know, you're years removed from. You are in other relationships now. You are, you know, you're you're married and they're married or something else, something big, y'all got kids or whatever. But there's still reminders and there's still triggers to it. And there's still ways that it is really impacting you. This may be a time for you to actually look at it. 
because it may be affecting other areas in your life that you are not aware of. It may be actually causing more insecurities in your life. It may be impacting how you trust and see people, even though, again, this person feels like it's a shadow from the past because you're so far moved away from it through time and through distance and through life experiences, but it's still making an impact, right? And so I would really encourage you to look at those secret places. Any places, here's how you can know if you are like, well, I'm willing to, but I don't even know what that will look like. If you're ever walking around and just living your life and you see something or you experience something, you get like a, a charge, like a little jolt in your system, noticing that because that's potentially an area. So you're walking around and you hear a song and you get a flash memory of, you know, a time in high school or a time in college or a time a few years ago, a New Year's Eve party when you were connected to someone or something negative happened or you start to miss someone or start to miss an experience and you have a longing, even if that jolt and that intensity only happens for about 20 to 30 seconds before you catch yourself and you turn it around, that is that is an opportunity for you to look at, to see, okay, what may be going on underneath here? Is there anything unresolved here for me to look at? And, you know, what actually really helps with that too is body work, which I talk about often. You being in touch with your emotions, you being in touch with where you feel the emotions in your body, because most of us, if we go through our life numb and in our head and trying to mentally work things out and mentally trying to explain things away and, you know, we're too busy to work on this, I'll do this later, like during my journal time between 9.30 and 10 and any other time outside of that, I'm not allowed to feel, I'm not allowed to think. Um, because I, you know, I, I'm working, I'm, I'm a business owner. I am, you know, in the C-suite, I'm a high power professional. I teach kids all day. I don't have time to, to sit and to feel I'm a nurse. And so I'm always in the hospital. You got to teach yourself y'all. I don't care what it is that you do. You have to teach yourself how to come into your body and take a breath and be with yourself and feel what you are feeling because your body is spending its life and its time in fight or flight and you're missing messages, you're missing opportunities that's being stored, that stress is being stored. You never actually learn how to come down and rest and to be happy. And there's never going to be a moment because life is going to always life. And if you're busy, if you're ambitious, if you're a giver, there's always going to be someone or something in front of you that needs and deserves your time and your attention. So you have to learn how to start to prioritize giving yourself that instead of always putting yourself off to the side. So coming into your breath, coming into your body, doing a scan, noticing what you feel, where do you feel it, letting it linger, letting that time, feeling that antsiness and like I could be doing something else or like it's the minute over yet or whatever time you put on your watch to, to spend with yourself, learning how to stretch and sit in that and seeing what comes up. And then by doing that, that's when you're going to be able to better be aware of how your body is talking to you of these emotional, mental, somatic triggers that usually you would not have known, you wouldn't have noticed before. Body work is one of the things that we talk about in the recovery school of my coaching program to help you heal from the symptoms of love addiction, love avoidance and love deprivation to make way for the love that you want with yourself and with others. And so there's actually a whole separate course with audios to help you walk through body work and what that looks like and 
different scenarios for you, what to do if you feel sad and what to do if you feel angry and what to do if you just need to have a connection to a happy place or a safe space. That is all in our body work course. Okay. And so go ahead and tap into that if you're already a recovery school student. If that is something that you want to work on, then that is available for you. And then also Recovery school students, we will be having a, a, a meeting in June. We will be having a live coaching call. Um, I miss y'all and I'm feeling so much better. Thank goodness. I'm feeling so much better. So we will be having a, a group call in June free to you, of course. And so the details for that is in our recovery school community. If you're not in the community, then I suggest that you join because that's where I post all of the updates. And I'm saying that because we have, you know, we've done the recovery school for years now. So we used to be on Facebook and then we transitioned to our new community. So I know some of y'all have not had the opportunity to join, but that is where I post all the updates about what is going on. So you can get reconnected to the community or turn your notifications on if you're already there, but they've they've been off so that you know when new events are added. So we will be having it in June. So come ask your questions. Would love to support you with what is going on with you to check in to see where you were to have our little mini reunion before we have our real reunion in Mexico in November. So just in case there's anyone who has not heard any recovery school students who have not heard or from Addicted and Avoided to Available, which is in the same program, We're having our reunion in Puerto Vallarta in November, okay? So we're coming together at a wellness resort. We're relaxing. We're having a good time. We're talking about love and life and sex and healing and getting massages and doing our spiritual stuff on the beach. Like we are going to have a great time. So we'd love to have you if you have not heard about that or if you have not reached out to get information about that, you can email us at supports at Black Girls Heal and we can get you connected to the information for you to join. Okay, so. For everybody else who's like, I want to be a part of that. I want to learn about body work so I can get connected to my emotions so I can heal from the symptoms of love addiction, love avoidance, and love deprivation. I want to come to this group coaching call because I got some questions for you, Sheena. Um, I want to go to Mexico and have a good time and relax and rejuvenate. You can join us by going to therecoveryschool.com and you can get started immediately. So that is available for you. So that is point number two. The reason why we need to really focus on moving forward and doing the work that we need is because it will continue to affect our everyday life in our functioning. And so there's that. And then the last one, which may be the most important one when we think about how how our relationship with ourselves and how we talk to ourselves is the one that's the most important. The third reason why you want to stop putting off the work that you've been delaying on and, and putting off to the last minute is that it reinforces the fear that some things are just too big for you. And that you are not strong enough and that it won't get better anyways. The more you delay working on it, the more it feeds into that belief that that is the truth. And the bigger the mountain gets or it feels like it gets, the more weak and vulnerable you feel when it comes to this. But I need you to know that you're strong enough. I need you to know that you can do this. I need you to know that you are capable. I need you to know that healing and freedom and relief is available for you. I need you to know that this does not always have to be a thorn in your side. 
I need you to know that there is freedom possible for you. And even though it's scary and even though you can't work out in your logical mind how it could ever be better than what it currently is right now, even though your threshold for happiness is limited, even though you don't you don't have faith that things could actually be better for you. Like you have faith in God. Maybe you have faith in the universe. You have faith that you're a good person. You deserve good things. But your imagination is is stunted and you can't even conceptualize how it could possibly be better. I need you to know that it can be. It can be and it will be. And you are worth doing this. And yes, it may get scary and it may get murky and it may you may not have a path. And, you know, I, you know, when I say these things, I'm always talking to people like myself who can relate to that, where, you know, once you reach certain milestones in your life, (laughs) there's, there's no path available. And it's kind of like, okay, well, I guess I need to create my own, you know, but in healing, there was never a path. You get like a, this map in front of you and all the lines are all squiggly and all the roads, they cross connect. And it seems like they go backwards. And it seems like, you're losing time and you're losing distance, but really you're right on track. Like this, this 40 map of healing doesn't make sense sometimes. And it doesn't feel like it can actually, things can actually change, but they can and they do. And I just want you and I suggest for you and I encourage you to take a step, to take a chance and start to uncover the things that you have not wanted to work on before. Okay. And the worst that can happen is that you get some extra tools, right? If you're doing this work with the with the help of support via a therapist, a coach, or a spiritual advisor, or a, any combination of all that, like that you are always going to have covering and you are going to not have to do this alone. You're not going to have to know all the answers and that person or persons are going to be able to see where the trouble spots are and help you along right? You doing it by yourself is what's making this so hard. You trying to figure it out through your own limited knowledge and limited experience because you can only see the perspective that you have. You can't see beyond what's going on. So get you some support. You know, my dream team currently, my dream team is a combination of my somatic practitioner, my somatic body worker, Amber, which I've heard me talk about a lot, who I call my therapist because she has just helped me through so many things. I love Amber forever and ever to the moon and back. Coaches, y'all, I am a firm believer in coaching, not just because I'm a coach, like y'all know I'm a therapist turned coach, because coaches and coaching, depending on what you're working on, they have a process. They are solution focused. They are there to give you feedback and support. The amount of access that you get to have to a coach has been just so helpful for me. So my current coach or yeah, I only have one coach I'm working with right now that's helping me with like spiritual issues and relationship issues and abundance issues. Like it's just been the best money I've ever spent. The best money I've ever spent. And I almost didn't work with her, y'all. I almost didn't work with her because she teaches on things that are so similar to to mine, to what I talk about here. And I was very close to being like, well, those are things that I kind of already know. And, you know, she knows more than me, obviously, like I'm listening to her and, you know, I'm listening to how she teaches and everything. But, you know, I have my own process for some of this stuff. And, you know, I've lived through some of this stuff. So I, I couldn't in my intellectual mind. Think about like imagine how much better and how much deeper it could be, 
you know, and she's also someone who would like have a lot of things available to like watch and binge on. But y'all, I took the step and I worked with her. And when I tell you, it has been so helpful for me. Like I don't even have the words for it. It's been so helpful and I feel like I continue to grow, right? And so when you find coaches, when you find the people who speak to your spirit, that speak to your soul, that's the time to make that jump. That's the time to work with them. That's the time to get beyond your own internal barriers and beliefs and saying, well, you know, I have enough outside of this and, you know, I can do it on my own. And, you know, for me, the way it's worked out for me in coaching is the people and the persons that it's time for me to work with. I'm always like, oh, well, could I like save up for this or do something else or do something else in the meantime? And every time I make that jump for the people who have been calling to my spirit and like, I feel like they get me. It has never steered me wrong ever. So my dream team is, like I said, my somatic therapist, my coach in coaching and spiritual advisors have been so helpful for me as I have come more home to my spirituality and, and figured out what it means to me and what it looks like, you know, and I needed to have some time and space to figure out what place does God have? What place does universe have? Where do I, where do I line up in this? You know, I've, I was in ministry for so long. I was, had all these different belief systems around me for so long. And what is this, where is my truth? You know? And so coming home to that has been so life-giving and life-fulfilling. And I needed to do that because part of my, and I'm just going to, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I'm going to say it in case, in case someone needs to hear it. Part of the way that I was self-gaslight, I would gaslight myself and my healing for me, and this is for me, is I would go to God via my spiritual practice and I would say, this is where it hurts. And I would say, I don't love myself or I feel achy or I need you. Like I didn't have the words for what was going on outside of what the text that I follow, outside of what the Bible said. And so I would use those words and I would speak scriptures back and I would do all this, but it didn't give me the words for me. Again, this is for me. It didn't give me the words to talk about the sources of the childhood trauma and the low self-esteem because I was taught and I was told, again, for me, that if I bring it to the altar and if I, you know, fast and if I do all these things that it can be broken off and that, you know, God will show me the light and, you know, all those things. But I needed to do deeper work, y'all. I needed to go to those depths and I needed to go into the pain and I needed to be angry and I needed to be vengeful and I needed to be rageful and I needed to own my envy and own my jealousy and own the sources that that came from. And I needed to live in those places for a while to, to know, to feel it. I needed to learn how to not cut off certain parts of my heart and my body as a human, I needed to not have to limit myself to only be good and only be pure and only be perfect because that's what it meant for me to be lovable. And I needed to learn how to embrace all of these parts of myself, all of the parts of what makes me a human being so that I could fully love all of me in the dark moments and in the light moments and in everything in between. And as I've learned how to do that, I've had more space for God. I've had more space for my spirituality. I've had more space for my, for my faith <laughs> to embrace all the things that I was not supposed to embrace. And it's been amazing, y'all. It's been amazing. 
And so finding people who align with that and finding people who are further along than me in that and who understand that and understand that language has been so, so healing and life giving for me as well. So I encourage y'all, wherever you are, wherever the sex place is, wherever the things you're putting on yourself, on the shelf, I meet so many of y'all. And I don't know if it's because of how I talk about spirituality here that many of you can relate to that story, but I meet so many other people who are Christians who have been dealing with their, not necessarily a crisis of faith, but where does my faith align with who I am, with what I believe, with these dark places, with the fact that life is not as black and white as I thought it was, with the hurt and the the hurt that I may be experiencing in the church or the abandonment or what I thought God would give me, what I thought God would give me when it comes to love and relationships and, you know, my body and sex. And if me saying out loud that you needing to go through your own personal journey is okay, because a lot of times your personal journey, the things that you need to be honest with yourself about are things that maybe your pastor would not understand because they're a little bit raw and they're a little bit gritty and they're not as pretty and they don't follow the rules. And me telling you that it's okay for you to do that exploration because you will find the truth. You will find your truth. I hope that that's a permission that some of you need to do that and for you to go big and for you to go bold and for you to go deep and for you to be unapologetic about it because your relationship with God is your own and your relationship with yourself is your own. And how you feel about yourself and how you feel about God will be reflected in your relationships around you. And so who else better to do that work and do that journey than you? Okay. So I don't know where that came from. I'm not going to cut that out. (laughs) Usually when I kind of do these spiritual things, I usually cut them out of the episode, but this one I'm going to keep. This one I'm going to keep here. It feels like I need to keep it. I'm sending love to those of you who need it. For those of you who have been ready to work together and you've been putting it off and you feel like I might be that coach, that I might be that person that gets you. I might be that person who understands in a different way what you're needing to work on and you're wanting to learn more than what I talk about here on the podcast and you're wanting to go deeper, I would love to have you in my recovery school community. Again, you can go to therecoveryschool.com. If you're someone who's been wanting to join and you have not been able to because of time or because of finances, I finally have been able to partner with, I want to say it's a firm and or Klarna, you know, those those companies now that allow you to create your own payment plan outside of the payment plans that I currently have. I've always had payment plans, but sometimes people have needed to create their own or need to have something more extended that I am not able to offer. I'm now partner with them. So if you scroll to the bottom of the enrollment page where you have the option to enroll now, there's a link that says enroll with extended payment plans or afterpay options or something like that. And you can go And you can join us via there. So that is available. So now hopefully everybody who's been wanting to join has access. But if you can't find it, you can email us again at support at blackgirlsheal.org and we can get you connected. But I would love to be a part of your dream team, whether or not this is long term, because the recovery school is a life, you have lifetime access to it. Or during this certain chapter, before you move on and live the life that you have worked really hard to build. So. That is it for now. I love y'all all so much and I'm sending you all the best. And until next time, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.